This episode of Dying Alone Together is brought to you exclusively by Satisfyer. Like you just hear a little like in yeah. the background. Is this working? Sorry. Uh, welcome back, everybody, uh, to a brand new episode of Dying Alone Together. Um, we at the end of the last one, we at the first segment of the last episode, we started to venture into something which is definitely worthy of its own topic. So, JJ, you were telling me about uh, a habit of yours that you clocked when you break up with someone and but this is a breakup that's like we've been dating it's not like a breakup of a long term kind of yeah thing. oh it's yeah like yeah, a, yeah yeah it's right. it's not like a lot no if it um you know anytime that i've been seeing someone for more than a few months it warrants like a conversation probably right um unless it's just like a crazy thing that happens not that it's never been a crazy thing for me it's always been a conversation i guess but i have um yeah, I've uh, it's it's whenever I've just maybe hung out with a person a couple times, I would say. Okay. I will, you know, lose interest or whatever, and the way that I let them down, uh, or or kind of try to send the message that I'm not interested in making more plans, is saying that I'm not interested in dating right now. Hmm. Which in that moment of me saying it is literally the truth. It's like I'm not interested in dating right now because that's not the feeling that I have. Like if I had the impulses for dating right now, then I don't know, this would feel viable. It's but, not you, it's me. Yeah, right, right, right. It's kind of that. It's trying to like own, you know, the um, issue. But I know that it's not the full truth because I'm interested in dating someone else probably sometimes. Or like... It is you. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. and um, I'm really not interested in dating right now. Yeah. Specifically you. <laughs> I know. Basically, I'm just clocking myself for being kind of ingenuine. Um, but it's... Uh, like we were... Uh, we, is ingenuine a word? Ingenuine? Isn't that what you just said? Yeah. Isn't that a word? Disingenuous? I think ingenuine's fine. Is ingenuine a word? I think so. <laughs> I'm going to look that up on the break. I've never heard that word. I think so. Um, yeah, but I, you know. How is I, it different than disingenuous? Sometimes there's synonyms. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look this one up. Okay. Continue. Um, but I, I don't know. It's, it's out of my, you know, uh, my appetite to avoid confrontation. It's about... Um, and not wanting to close a door either because, hey, you know, this person, maybe they did check some boxes and they were interesting enough to hang out for a while. But I do want to check other stuff out maybe. And then I'll get back to that if I have the appetite for it later. But it's very, Ooh, you know. Yeah. Okay. I, I got thoughts. I got, go I got for thoughts. it. Go for it. Read So me. thought one. No, this isn't a read. Okay. Like I relate to this yeah. heavily okay. in a lot of this. Right. So first off, um, Yes, and I've been feeling that a lot. We talked about that a little bit last time. I've been feeling that a lot in terms of I get to a point with someone where it's just like, yes, I don't, I don't want to continue dating that person. Mm-hmm. I do go continue dating. Mm-hmm. It's not, but I do say you know something around. I just for me, I I do it as a, I think that even if it's not the full truth of like I don't want to date right now, and you're literally going to go date someone else, mm-hmm. I think that's a fine. Blur, blurry, fuzzy lie—not lie, but omission. Purposes for a breakup. I think mm-hmm. that's fine. Okay, I don't think there's any problem with that. Oh, it's right. not like you have to be like. It's it's a kind. It's honest enough and kind. I think it's fine. Okay, for me, I go with the sort of like. 
you know, it's just something, you know, at this point, I feel like there should be something that's driving momentum for me to want to get serious. And it's just not there. Sure. And I don't know what it is. And I don't know why. And it's not to say I haven't had a really great time with you. But I just don't have the, you know, the 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 internal push to like, go to the next step. Sure. And sometimes I've been able to break it off as simply as like, hey, I don't think I feel the chemistry. And then that sometimes is successful. Sometimes. Sometimes they're like, well, why? What did I do? <sighs> what? What? I can be yeah. different. And there's, it's really, you can't explain it. Sometimes it's yeah. just timing. Sometimes it's just pheromones. Sometimes it's, you don't know. It's, and no one likes to get dumped or broken no. up with. Like I've been on the other end where like someone's just oh, yeah. not interested and I'm like, I I can change. Like, you, <laughs> you know, know, you just. Somebody said to, to me once. Like in the last couple of years, mm -hmm. you just have too many red flags. I'm like, would you like to lay those out for me, buddy? I know. Like, like, um, no. I'm like, all right, well, you have a nice life. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> Over Zoom. Um, Zoom breakup. But uh, I, so I had That's to. That's got layers I, on itself. Like there's like a <laughs> well, whole thing. It was the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. I had to break things off with a guy that I'd met in Boston over Provincetown that we were connecting really well. And he... So he came here mm -hmm. to visit. I don't know if we've talked about this already. And From he, your weekend at Bear? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. So it's pretty He recent. came here. Okay, cool. It was supposed to be a three-day. It ended up being a five-day. Oh. Did we talk about this? No. I thought it was somebody. No, not on me. Ended up being a five... Oh, I talked about my therapist. All right. So we've been talking. Was we we connected really well. He's really nice. He's a great guy. I liked him. It was the thing. It was he was the guy where like everything was right and like oddly right. All the we had we were both super Star Trek fans and had oh, all nice. the same references. Like it was just like everything was there. And then it was like no. I rarely want to spend five days with anyone. Well, so he was supposed to come down and visit for the weekend, and he kept pushing that he wanted to come a couple of days earlier to because I was performing locally, oh. and I was like, you don't need to see it's fine. It's a, it's a tiny little performance, and uh, uh, you don't need to come for this. And he was like, okay. And then he was like, oh my goodness, I just got tickets to Kelly Clarkson Live uh, in New York. Yeah, um, but it's Tuesday, and he was supposed to be coming on Friday. Oh, and I was like. And the thing is, his, Kelly Clarkson is his Janet Jackson oh. to him. So I was like, obviously, like, oh. I can't. Like, sure, come down earlier. I'll go to it. He's like, I have two tickets. You can come with oh, me. Oh, that's super cute. That. It was cute. It was very clear from like two days in that like, this person is here too long. This is oh, too long no. that someone is in my space. Yeah. And he, he, was he wanted to be very close to me all the time. He was very like on top of me. Huh. And... And in a nice, like in a kind and a touchy way, and a like a he was being very nesty, very boyfriendy, and everything in my body was like, nope, no, nope, 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 nope. Yeah, too much. He's it's on too vacation much, or too you're, soon. You're at home and he's on vacation, which is really like awkward. Also, that. yeah. So anyway, by the, so I had to, you know, after he went back to to Boston, we had a phone call and I I end things, mm -hmm. and in that. I just had to say that was just like it was a similar. It's similar to what you're saying is that I said I don't think I'm very interested in a serious relationship right now. Mm -hmm. I'm still dating. I'm dating other people, right? Because I think there's a possibility that I will meet someone that that will change. Okay, but it's similar because mm -hmm. I could have just said, you know, I just don't see it with you. 
but and it makes me think so- sorry yeah no go ahead it, it makes me think something else too like if i don't know if timing in people being aligned with like where they are in life and stuff right. if like that is such a pivotal ingredient in chemistry i think and these people that you can get along with in so many other ways like i said he was yeah. on vacation and you were at home right if like the boundaries were more understood if there was more kind of clarity on like you know expectations and stuff like that person still is probably like going to be a cool boyfriend for somebody right oh absolutely he is a fantastic guy yeah but it's just it, it was wonder, also harkens back to our talk about yeah. like liking me too much because oh. he was very like like he was very t- i found like i found over the course of the weeks i was suddenly like in a constant text chain with this person where we're like talking all day every day and like if like he had brought it up it was like i wasn't texting enough so now i'm oh. like texting a lot and then it was like oh, now i'm and now we're having a call like we had a once a week call and now it's a twice a week call and now it's yeah. a three times a week call i suck it and texting. it was just like it kept more and more and it was never enough like wow. the intensity kept and then he was like well just so you know i'm not really tied to boston you know i could always move down to new york and i'm thinking about selling my place and i'm just like we've known each other for a month sure like, this is too much it's too too it's too much i get it and and i get that you're excited and i'm excited but it just came to the point where it was just like i broke it was just like this is way, from the pressure like this yeah. is way too much this is just like it a is. fire hose in my face but i would um i'd also put it out there that i don't think if you if you feel earnestly in yourself that you're excited about a person and you're trying to like temper how much to share that and how much to kind of hold back for the sake of like their comfort. Yes. It, if it reaches that boiling point where you can't help but be uncool and just be like, I really like you. Right. Do that. Like be real. I yes. Think I'm be- not saying you have to play games. No. I'm not saying you have no. to have some sort of predetermined like, well, don't wait a day before you text after I know, that. I yeah. don't believe in any of that shit. Right. But this was like. Well, it's it's not always going to, you know, it's not going to always be congruous. It's not going to be like the same yeah. for everybody. Um, I But I know what it feels like to get freaked out by someone who's super excited. Yeah. And then it feels like, oh, my God, if I ever do that, how embarrassing. And then I've done that. I've definitely been like, whoa, I can't be cool yeah. around you because I, I think you're like, I just, I'm not, not thinking about you for some reason. And I haven't. So, and the other thing I, before I get to the story, but the other thing I relate to you on with your first point mm-hmm. was, um, so you were saying. I feel guilt about it or what? I forget what you said. You said, I might have to. I don't like closing doors. Closing doors. Yes. It. There's it. Yes. So I, I have through go not closing a door or going back and reopening an old door that I had closed. Right. I have learned so many times you have to trust your gut. Okay. And you like, even if you can't verbalize or you can't wrap your head around the exact reasons why it's not working out or why there is a reason trust that your body intuitively knows the reason trust that it will always be there mm-hmm. like close the door mm. you've got to close the door and you've got to move on i and i say that as someone who spent so much time worried and it's because of my fucking parents like this this idea of like jack you're an odd duck and a weirdo, and it's going to take someone very special to put up with all of this. Oh. So, like, once you find them and you find someone who's willing, like, that's probably it. Mm-hmm. So that lesson in my brain made me constantly like, well, well, you know, I know this didn't work out, and I know I don't really feel this way, but, like, he really likes me. So, like, oh, I don't want to close this door. And I trust that your body knows and is telling you. 
I have ne- I have never, and I'm sure it happens, I'm sure people have success stories out of this, but for me personally, I it has never worked out going back and saying like, oh, well, I wonder if now. No, it just doesn't. It just trust yourself. Mm-hmm. Trust or just let yourself. it happen naturally if ever, you know, I don't know. I'm not. I mean, don't, don't, don't. I mean, I burn bridges, but like you don't have to burn a, br- you don't have to burn a bridge to close the door. Right. Which is the name of my next EP. <laughs> next 90s ballad. Burn bridges, close doors. Uh, you don't have to burn a bridge to close the door, but I have become very, because of the disasters that have occurred when I've gone back and reopened doors, I am very comfortable being like, this was great. This is over. I've had a wonderful time meeting you. Um, this is lovely. Yeah. Good luck to you. Yeah. I have no problems with that now, except for the that I had to break up with last week and I didn't and I still have to and by the airing of this podcast I will have because he listens to this movie. Uh, um, but jaw dropping sorry I tried the conversation would, couldn't get there and you kept bringing things up and I just there was no good moment to do it oh god I tried very diff- I, but we were sitting at a bar and I'm like I need to end this because he's a fantastic guy who is really great and really sweet to me and lovely and supportive and nice and friendly and sexy and fun but I just don't feel it do we have time I don't know for me to tell my worst time that I ever broke up with someone oh please do okay I don't know I might have I think I briefly mentioned this in passing, but I didn't go over the details. But my first ever relationship, which was in like two months, was me like seeing what having a boyfriend was like. And it was a boy that was attracted to me. And it was like just fun kind of high school stuff. Um, I recognized about it was a two month relationship. I recognized about halfway in that I wasn't feeling like, you know, really excited about him. I was excited about the boyfriend idea. And Mm. I was like, well, this, you know, I don't want to. I need to figure out if I need to like get out of this relationship or whatever, because it's not really I don't think I'm doing it right. And, um, it was the beginning of February whenever I was thinking about it. And then he let me know that he made plans for us for Valentine's day. And I was touched by that. And it did kind of like give me like a, Oh my God, I haven't done that before. And that's so sweet. And I want to, I don't want to take this plan away from him for some reason. That was, I remember thinking that at like, I was like 16, like, Oh, I don't want to, you know, he's invested, um, a plan and I don't want to like take him from this thing that he, he, you know, thought about or whatever, whatever. And, um, so I was like, let me just ride through Valentine's day and then it'll be fine. No. It was so difficult for like two weeks, obviously the first two weeks of February. I'm like, Oh, I don't know. This isn't really, I'm not happy. Like he, you know, hang out with my friends and I just be like, yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't pay attention to him as much as I should have. And it was just bad, 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 bad high school kind of stuff. And then Valentine's day comes I make sure to go everywhere before him. I remember we made plans to go see a movie and I got to the theater before him, found out that he wanted to go to the other theater and still raced to the other movie theater in my town to um, beat him and buy the tickets first. Bought the tickets to the film that we were going to go see. And, you know, even though he had the plans, I was like, let me, I'm paying for this. It was a horror movie. Whenever I was 16, it was um, Daniel Radcliffe in in Woman in Black. It was like a, a scary movie that Daniel Radcliffe did back in like 20 mm, whatever. Uh, we didn't touch the entire film. We were just watching a scary movie, quietly paying attention to the screen. <laughs> I'm not even checking in to be like, is this spooky? Oh my God, how fun. La, 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 la. We were just, I watched, I've never stared at a screen unblinkingly. <laughs> and I love movies. <laughs> I love movies. I love watching them with people. I've never paid so much attention to every single frame of a film, except whenever I wanted to break up with the boy sitting next to me. Oh my God. And he picked up on the cues. It's Valentine's Day and he's just like, 
what I what's what's going on? And it's like, I just, I don't know. And I knew it was Valentine's Day still, so I couldn't really do it yet. He's like, all right, well, I've uh, got one more little surprise. Come back to my car. And he gives me a, a, a beautiful uh, card with like a really heartfelt message. It was, you know, it wasn't like he wrote in it, but it was still like he probably like spent time reading different cards and picking it out. And it said, being with you makes being real easy. And <laughs> I had looked at it and we stared, we stayed in the car for like three minutes in silence. And I was like, you know what? It is really important to be real. Um, and I'm really grateful that, you know, I get to be real with you and that you feel being around me makes you feel real. But I don't know that I am, uh, I don't know if we should be boyfriends. And I talked about why with him a little bit. And then, uh, I got out of his car. He drove away. We into had, a tree? <laughs> no. <laughs> we had mutual friends, and I found out that, you know, I was... Off a bridge? <laughs> I was... I mean, what? I... Yeah, that's, like, a shame forever, and I don't, like, to this day... I, like, wish I, I could that. shake that 16-year-old version of me oh. by the shoulders and be like, do better, do better, do better, do better. But, right. um... Yeah, I can't anymore. It's the past. So I just get to tell that story and live in shame. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. It's totally understandable. No, I know. It's like, totally. It's, yeah. it's uh, you know. But oh my God, it was like like soap opera writing. Like it was just like, oh, the the I used your Valentine's card to me to break up with you on Valentine's Day. Like I, what the fuck? I couldn't wait a day. I couldn't pretend to be happy for like another two hours through a movie. I don't know. Oh God! All right, I need a I need a moment for I like I can't watch season one of The Office because it's too cringy. This is giving me that like I'm in I'm experiencing the story with you and Welcome like I'm feeling I'm feeling your feelings. Okay. And it's, oh yeah, you know it. Well, uh, I'm gonna take a moment to collect myself, and uh, you're gonna listen to an ad, and we'll be right back after this break. JJ, have you ever had a sexual encounter with someone who was not physically in the room with you? I mean, is it the 21st century? I, I think it's the 21st century, yeah. though I'm always kind of confused with that about like, okay, it's 2021. Yes, it is the 21st century. Exactly. Yes, mm-hmm. so it's 21st century. Yes, so of course there are plenty of devices that allow you to give and receive pleasure, mm-hmm. um, sexual wellness devices, in fact, that uh, you can share with a partner uh, even when you're away from each other. What? No way. Is that something you would like to procure for yourself in order to enhance your sexual encounters? I think everyone could gain something from that. Yes. And do you know anybody who sells sexual wellness products that uh, that connect to an app that allow for such adventures? You know what? Now that you mention it, Satisfier can Satisfier. connect you today. Satisfier, who is the exclusive sponsor of this podcast, who we love. Yes. You need to go to their website, www.satisfier.com, S-A. T-I-S-F-Y-E-R.com is where you will find all sorts of app-enabled products that you can connect through the secure Bluetooth technology, Strong Bond, Strong Bond? Strong Bond. Yes, I, I, I enjoy Strong Bonds, Deep Vibes, and uh, good times. <laughs> and you can have all of those with these Satisfier products uh, by going to Satisfier.com. And I think there is a discount code uh, for listeners, do you know what that is, JJ? Could it possibly be D A T thirty? D A T, dying alone together. D A T thirty at checkout for thirty percent off. There it is. That isn't too shy. Thirty percent off is a good discount. I mean, you're welcome, guys. Yes. And so ladies, and anyone else? All. Uh, 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 
guys, gals, nems, and everything on the spectrum can get a Satisfyer wellness product that That's they will right. enjoy. That's right. If you're looking for sexual wellness, you know exactly where to go. That's satisfierwithay.com. So I have heard from subscribers to and listeners to the podcast that um, um, they they love the swiping segments, but they do like when we take breaks um, from it to just spice things up a little bit. They don't want it to, us to lose it completely, but they do like, you know, to... To, to not just have it every time. Mm-hmm. So in order to do that today, we're going to play just between JJ and I a game of best worst, which kind of feeds off of our previous conversation. Um, we're going to do breakups, but because JJ has already given his worst, um, uh, his breaking up with someone, we're going to do it from the point of view of being broken up with. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do best. Oh, none of them are great. No, but the best way you were broken up with and the worst way you were broken up with. Um, I know. Oh, God. All right, JJ. Well, I'm already, like, trying to edit myself so that it's not, like, uh, right. you know, a crazy ex being like, this sucks. You were terrible. La, 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 la. But, um, yeah, it's going to be a little bit like that, I think, if I'm real. All right. Well, let's start <laughs> with the best. What was the best way someone broke up with you? Okay. Oh, sorry. I was so much more. I was editing myself for, like, the worst. So okay. let me think about best for a little bit. I think... Um, you know, I, oh man, it's because I'm a, a sappy, sentimental, emotional person. It was uh, probably just like a breakup that I remember trying to be fine and knowing things were like not doing well. Me and this person had already started to talk about like, well, you know, what are we doing? Um, right. It had check-ins that weren't just like sexy check-ins. It was like, oh, well, I don't know. I don't know what, what I want right now. And like those kind of things started to happen. Right. And... I remember them asking me, like, well, are you okay right now? And I said yes. And then the way that they reacted is they could tell that I was lying, basically. Like, I said yes, and they went, oh. And then they came over and hugged me. And um, they just held me because they knew that I wasn't doing well, even though I was trying. And that kind of did spur the conversation of, like, I don't know if I'm good for you. And it was, like, it was a very earnest, like, I, you know... I tried to write that down whenever it happened because it did feel very like poetic and like, I don't know. There was like still gratitude for that relationship after it was over, but he asked if I was okay. And I said, yes. And he could tell I was lying. And that was probably like, he just knew me well enough, you know? Yeah. Oh, so he, it was good in that. Cause the thing that makes breakups the like so terrible, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's terrible for multiple reasons, but Really, the surprise element is the really leads to me to the gut, the gutting where it's just like, wait, what? Yeah. So, and I, oh my God. The fact that he kind of sensed it and was like intuitive and knew, like, Mm -hmm. probably took that away from it. Yeah. And you know what? It also, it reminded me sort of of like whenever there's like a thing where if you, if you have like a toddler or a child and they trip or something and you act like it's a big deal and like, Oh no, no, no. Then then they they, will panic. Yeah. They intuit from you to panic. Yeah. yeah, And, or if you just like, Hey, you're get up, you're good. You're good. Like you, you know, you can kind of like malleable affect their, their uh, reaction to, to, you know, panic or whatever. Yeah. It did the opposite. Well, it felt like he kind of made, I felt like a kid who was fine. And then, Someone made like a ooh, ooh, ooh noise and then I just broke because he's like, oh, and he came over and hugged me and I just like fully broke down. And I was mad that I was crying because I was trying to be cool and, you know, just keep it together. And I was just like, I guess I'm not and whatever. And OK, <laughs> like that's but I still I tried to like figure out a way to write that down, like to embody that feeling of 
being clocked and also kind of being encouraged to feel what you're feeling right now, kind well, of. But he, but he broke up with you? He broke up with me. Yes, and it, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, it was, well, yeah, it was a conversation. It was very much like, hey, how are you feeling? I want to hear from both of both sides. And mm. we both were like, okay, I guess you're right, you know? Uh, you know what's, what's the opposite of that that I find, and I think <laughs> happened to me a couple times, is where the person... D- senses Mm -hmm. that it's about to happen Mm -hmm. and like does things to keep it from happening like the conversation's moving very quickly and now oh hey um let's make plans for next week and let's and it's just like you're sensing this and i can't how do i you're fighting me you're fighting me because you know what i'm trying to do and you're trying to stop it and i don't know how you think this is going to end oh yeah oh that's happened multiple times especially recently um okay so the best way anyone has ever broken up with me i'm having a hard time it could be for entertainment value okay (laughs) because yeah because i'm trying to think of a time the only two times someone broke up with me that i can recall where they initiated it Mm -hmm. um were bad like they were bad it was not yeah, kind or nice, and I've and one of these will be the story. Is this how bad is? Uh, I don't think I've ever been broken up with. Yeah. I'm always the breaker upper. Okay, I can't relate. It was with <laughs> okay X one yes, X two me well, you X know- three me. Uh, I'm thinking of all these like dates. I've never had some. Well, the, just the two bad times and the one I'm about to share so far. I don't think. Did you have the learning curve that I had, where I came from the South, where everyone is trying to get married and like like do the you know couple things or like you know I mean yeah. I also yeah, haven't yeah. been home in a while and observed that part of culture yet. Right. But I had a learning curve getting to New York and realizing like oh having a good time with this guy for this weekend does not mean he wants to be my boyfriend. Right. Um, yeah, but that's a youth thing. Oh. Uh, I think I, like, I felt that, like, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I, I the same thing. It's, it's a weird thing you to learn. You feel, like, used because, like... Yeah, like, they, you know, they definitely yeah. had a good time. You thought you were having an amazing time, and it was actually just, like, oh, no, no, this is just a weekend, and that's all that I wanted to be. Like, what the hell? So I don't think I have a best because... I don't. I can only think of two times someone has broken up with me, and they're both bad. Three, uh, three. The first one, it was. I was so young. It was at college. It was even. I don't even consider it a real relationship. We like just dated for a couple months, and I think he probably was fine. I don't remember it, but I remember like it was the first time I had ever been broken up with, and like so for me, emotions were like high mm-hmm. so i don't really remember how he did it i just remember feeling like my life was over um so worst for me though i, I do have a worst story and I, I i think we talked about it on the podcast once at mm-hmm. least this was a dude i met over pandemic this isn't the the you have too many red flags guy this is what i think is worse oh so we had whoa that one was really bad that, yeah this one's worse okay. that was that's runner up um we we, I did talk about this. I know because I remember painting the scene for you and you like looking at me like I was crazy. So <laughs> we had met on like OkCupid. We did like a – it was middle of pandemic. So we did an outdoor walk with masks. 
And then we got tested and we met and like really he was a he was a yoga Pilates teacher guy and had like a big dance background. Hot. Super sexy. Uh, sex was incredible. Had real like same sex brain, same wavelength, same level of dirtiness. Like mm-hmm. it was it was kinkiness. It was great. He'd come over and we'd have these like afternoons of just like I don't, it was just the, it, the connect the connection was there, which yeah. is what made the breakup. So like, are you fucking kidding me? And it has to make me think that he was afraid of the connection or didn't want it or something because like it was very clear. Yeah. It was very clear, <clears throat> and I knew he was feeling the same way because he was like looking at me like. Oh my God, this is like uh, incredible. Yeah. So we were having such a great time and getting along. We liked the same things. And he lived pretty, like, it was a trek for him to get here. And he had a new, anyway, he, he, he was like Bay Ridge or something. It was like a trek. So anyway, um, it's like the night of our like fourth date. We had had plans that he was going to come over here. We were going to have dinner, watch a movie, yada, yada. Because again, pandemic, nothing's open. Yeah. We'd been tested. Mm-hmm. So. I had like cleaned the apartment. I was getting a shower. I was I like like lit like made some mood lighting. Like I was like was making it like a nice like date evening. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of expecting things were about to start to get like serious serious because yeah. things were you know felt like it was going that way. And he I I messaged him. I was like, hey, just let me know your your ETA. I want to order the food. So we decided what we were going to order from. I was like, I want to order the food so it shows up for me when you get here, uh, so we can eat. Uh, and he was like. It was literally an hour before she was supposed to get, like he should have been getting to the train and he was just like text. Hey, thinking about tonight, I really don't see this working out. So I can't, I can't, um, it's like, I really don't consider this. I think this is going to work out. So I really don't feel comfortable, you know, wasting your time and mine on coming over tonight. Sorry about the late notice. Yeah. Wow. Done. Yeah. And I was just, and I like text and I just responded. I was like, Okay, do you want to explain why? Because uh, this is kind of out of nowhere and mm-hmm. like not at all what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. And he was like, uh, I don't know if that'd be helpful. Oh. Never heard from him again. Yeah. I mean, it was just like, the fuck? Yeah, that's confusing. I would just kind of, you know what the mystery of it though is in my head where I would fill the gaps with like a him problem? Oh. For sure. Yeah. He was either afraid of commitment and didn't know how to, and too much of a pussy to do it to my face. Didn't want to hop on the phone. Like, not, you know, like at, at that point. It could have been so many things too. It could have been like his house is on fire. Like not, I'm sure he would have like said something like that. It would have been like a, but you know what I mean? Like he has other shit. In, uh, other sh- well, I'm thinking it's other people. That is possible too. There's, there's an unlimited amount. connected to someone else he was dating. Oh yeah. But you know, I would try to, you know, because... I just think it the, the how connected we were and how like many times we'd seen each other and how many times we had gone out. We were now in my book in the phase of like if you're going to break up with this person, it has to be in person. Oh man. Like we were at the in person stage yeah. of our relationship That's, where Yeah. Yeah. Like you can't you can't you can't text message break. <laughs> no, to quote Kelly. Right. You can after one date. Okay. I have some some Right. Some I think we've said this. that before. We've I, talked about this, I, right? I I hear that. So that's hear my that. worst. Got it. Um Anyway. Yeah, I relate to some of that for sure. All right, so what's your worst? My worst um, experience getting broken up with 
Uh, I mean, it involved me probably ignoring some signs on the way out for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember thinking that, oh, we're past like the honeymoon thing and we're into like the chill. We can hang out and it doesn't have to be super exciting and lovey-dovey the whole time. Right. Right. Like I thought that was like maturing in a relationship, whereas it probably was actually, um, disinterest. (laughs) But in this. (laughs) Yeah. But in this instance. What I took, what I took for maturity was Mm -hmm. actually disinterest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yep. That's what it was. Um, so I was like fine and dandy in this relationship. I was super excited, actually. I was very into this person. Um, and we had like a regular kind of like drinks kind of weekly thing with my friends and his friends would come through and we'd, you know, see all the boys. And we were at the bar that we met at, actually. And uh, we'd been dating for a bit. I was still super into him. And, you know, I thought things were going well. And uh, he's like, do you want to come outside for a quick, quick smoke break? I'm like, yeah, totally. And I followed him outside and he's like, you know, um, I wanted to have another check in and talk about what we're doing. Uh, Oh, meanwhile, by the way, he showed up a little bit later than I did. So I was already like two beers deep and just kind of having a fun time with my friends. Uh And um, he shows up and it's like, let's talk. And I kid you not we're in the neons of the bar like it's just like a pretty lighting moment and stuff and we're at the bar where we met and i'm just having a good ass day i anticipated him to ask me to be his boyfriend oh yeah yeah i was ready for that <laughs> like it started to well up and i started getting excited and my heart was kind of starting to beat and then um he's like i have so much like respect and care for you and i really you know i appreciate you so much and there's so much that i adore about you I don't think I could ever be your boyfriend, though. And it was just like, I was like amping, 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 amping. And then, oh, fuck. Like, it was just the, I was on the way up on a roller coaster, ready to have a good time. And then I fell off of the roller coaster at the top. Like, <laughs> that's basically what it was. And um, then he was like, so I want to hear how you feel. And I was like, what? How I feel? You just let me know everything. Like, I'm... D- I disagree. I think that's what I said. I was like, I... I'm going to object. I just... I really like you. I remember that's what I said, and I couldn't say anything else. And then I was a little mess at a bar that I frequent, and I cried in front of drag queen friends. And like, like Just like the whole thing. And he, you know, didn't... I gave. I wanted to give him notes for that. Like, A, I, I don't know. Just felt a little blindsided. I was two beers deep. You could have asked how I was feeling first because now I have to like recuperate and respond to what you said. And I don't want to be like, oh, no, no, I'm super like if you had asked, I guess it would have been hard if you asked at the beginning. I'm like, oh, I really like you. And I'm super jazzed. Da, 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 da. Oh, well, you know, anyway, I don't know. Counterpoint. There wouldn't have. Up. Right. There wouldn't have been a good way for it to go. But um, yeah. And then I went back inside and we tried to play beer pong with a friend and was just pretending to have a good time and just probably looked awful in the face. And I told him he didn't have to hang out and he could leave if he was, if he wanted to, cause he was just trying to be there while I was hanging out and just, you know, make sure that I was okay, I guess. And then all my friends started to go home and I started to get really bummed. And then, yeah. And then the last friend was like, are you okay? And then we just went outside and cried. It was, you know, Ugh. that's how it went. I've been on the other side of that where the person I was breaking up with thought I was getting ready to ask them to be my boyfriend. Ouch. I even made it. It was in season two of history. I made it. Cause it's, it's, it was the lesson to me. I mean, cause his response was what? Like he was mm. unhappy. Mm. Uh, and, um, that was a lesson cause that was something that I let go on too long. Oh, I knew. And I just, I just, I, to be completely honest, I really enjoyed 
how much he liked me and I enjoyed the attention and I knew it wasn't going to work out, but I kept it going because for selfish reasons. And that was the seeing his face when it ended. That is my lesson to never do that, mm. to never do that again. That taught me it is my, I don't live my life with very many regrets. That is a big regret of mine. I mm. regret, I regret not just sucking it up and ending things early and maybe keeping a friend because we, he never wanted to speak to me again. No. He was furious with me, but, um, and he was a great guy. He was a really great guy. And I've, I tried to reach out like years after, just be like, hey, I think of you from time to time. I hope you're well, because I really liked him. Yeah. He has no interest in ever speaking to me again, which is fine. But it's a good. it was a good lesson. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. Well, you know what? Unfortunately, while breakups are, are bad and we don't like them, we have to break up with this segment right now and move to our commercial break. But we'll be right back with a very special guest. So I told you that Satisfyer sent me a whole bunch of new goodies. Uh, one of them is the uh, aptly titled Plugalicious. It is a plug vibrator, and uh, I have used it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, what can I say about it? Uh, let's see. Plugalicious. The vibes are vicious. It went up in my hole. <laughs> and was granting all my wishes. It didn't blow kisses, um, but made me want some cock cock. <laughs> now, I endorse it on the pod with an oh yes god, Plugalicious. <laughs> my talents are wasted in corporate law. So, um, if you enjoyed that little... Um, I'm losing my mind. Uh, you can enjoy... See? Well, that's what it did to me. The vibes have just... It, they're so good that they've, like, mushed my brain. And now I am doing Fergie parodies. So you can get yourself a Plugalicious at Satisfyer.com. www.satisfyer.com. And if you use discount code DAT30, standing for Dying Alone Together, 30, at checkout, you'll get 30% off. And that's a great deal. So... Go grab a Plugalicious and send me your uh, your own parodies of dated songs that remind everyone how old I am. Welcome back, everyone. For our next segment, we have a ghost. <laughs> ghost. <laughs> That's going to the end of the episode. I'm clipping that and I'm putting it at the end of the episode. Sorry. Oh my god, that's so good. Verbally dis dyslex dyslex dyslexia. Anyway, can't oh. talk. All right. Yes. All right. Trying again. Take two. <laughs> okay. One second. And my headphones don't on right. Let me fix this. All right. Now we're in better shape. Let's do this again. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Our next ghost. <laughs> I can't do this. Our next guest. Our next. I can't read the word host and guest. Okay. Let's do this again. Take three. I promise you guys. I promise. I promise. Okay. <laughs> Tell me about the ghost. Who is it? They're obviously oh there. Oh my god. Okay. <sighs> now I'm thinking so hard about it. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Our next guest is the host of Redefine Radio and B-Box Radio, the only place you can find all NYC queer nightlife artists' music in one place. He just released two new singles from his upcoming EP, also titled Redefine. He's the Disco Prince of New York. Please welcome Freddie Cosmo. Hey, hey. Hey! Yay! Woo. We I usually clap for myself. <laughs> yeah, perfect. 
you, you've got to be you've got to be your biggest fan, Freddie. Yeah, I'm bringing that energy to your show as well. Oh, thank you. Well, speaking of shows, the reason I know you is because I appeared on your show. Tell us a little bit about your show. So my show is called Redefine Radio on B-Box Radio. We are in volume three right now. It basically highlights all of NYC nightlife. And the I really wanted to, I really wanted to support the live music side of New York nightlife. Um, so we, every, it's, it's an hour long show every Friday night at 9.30 PM. And we play locals like yourself, like Jack Tracy and music from Jack Tracy and Mel Lennon and Vegas Valentine, who I just had on last night. And it's nice. basically any artist, anybody who's come out with original music and is performing here on the scene in and out of the five boroughs. Um, and we play your music. We play your, we play the music on repeat. So Love it. it's the only place that you can find us and discover us. So the point of the show was to, was, was to create a space for all of us where people could just discover, you know, how great we are, because the truth of the matter is, is we are a market here already. We don't have to ascend to much of anything. We, we're in New York. There are people all over the country, all over the world who really, really, you know, we don't think about it because we're here, but would love to be in our shoes, would love to be in our places and, and do the things that we do. And so, you know, we have guests on and talk about what projects they have coming on, how they feel about the state of nightlife here, how things are changing after the Panasonic, I call it the Panasonic, obviously the pandemic. Um, the Panera Bread. The Panera Bread. And, you know, how we can just make it better for us, make a better music community for us and for our listeners. So that's really great. You know, you and I should talk about because I did a, a showcase of, of well, me, Mel, uh, uh, Vegas and a couple others. And I'm sure Marcel, who I'm sure, you know, and um, uh, J.R. Price, like we should talk about maybe combining forces to throw another live event. That'd be very fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the right. station is, is, has been really good to me and they're, I, they'd love to put, you know, their name behind what we're doing. And there's so right. much talent. We all have so much talent. Like, so, you know, I'm always down. Okay, pin in that. We're going to talk about that after the segment. But for this segment, you know, this is a, you know, we have a lot of music guests on, especially recently. Um, but this segment, this this podcast is really about love, sex, dating, and relationships. And so the game that you chose is uh, probably our number one game. It's our fan favorite game. Um, it's the game of red flags, because if you can't uh flag yourself how the hell are you gonna flag someone else <laughs> you're the only guest that ever laughed at that joke thank you <laughs> thank you for being the first of, like go. 10 to ever laugh at that joke he still tries hour of sleep and like you stayed out all night friday night so so red flags the point of this is not only you know most podcasts you you know red flags you say a red flag about someone that you look for when you're dating them but also because we all have to realize we all come with our own flags as well we at the same time if you're gonna say a flag about somebody else you've got to dish one out about yourself you got to reveal something about yourself that someone might flag as uh potentially an impediment to dating so as our guest, we always let our guests kick us off. You can decide whether to start with your own flag or a flag about someone else. Uh, we'll go around Robin with that, and then we'll circle back around to the one you saved for last. So how would you like to start us? I guess I'll start with uh, with red flags for other people. Let's do it. 
and deflect from myself for as long as possible in this. <laughs> um, someone who, oh, I, I have a lot. Like, it's like, <laughs> this could go on and on. It's like, I, like let, me, let me pull out my scrolls of red flags <laughs> of like people, because there's so much in dating that if you're not, I was having this conversation last night. Like, if you're not learning from dating someone, you're just going to keep, you're literally going to keep dating the same person in a different, like, entity like this you right. have the same problem you're going to wonder why right so it's important to know i think one of the big red flags for me is someone who always has to be right okay <sighs> yeah. yeah if you if you are like let's say we're like meeting you know like we plan to meet somewhere i had this one person who i was dating very casually for a while and we would just get our sort of signals crossed or whatever. Like, oh, we said we we're going to meet in this place and you're kind of down the street and whatever, whatever. And it would sort of turn into like a thing, like an art. I'm like, this is not like where I realized after I was like, this is not like worth arguing about. Like, this is not yeah. really an argument that I need. To, like, I don't need to argue with her. Like, I realized I don't need to be right most mm-hmm. of the time. Like, I'd rather just be in peace than be yeah. right at this point. Um, but I wasn't always like that. So I've actually had situations where I was the person, it goes both ways. I was the person who had to be right. And the other person was the person who had to be, and that's how you break up with someone relatively quickly. So I would say that's one for sure. Absolutely. I have the hardest time letting people own a victory that I think was not deserved or like, uh, especially if it's, I don't know, any high horse kind of moment. I'm like, no, 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 You will benefit from knowing that you're wrong. And it's it's uh, it's difficult for me. People don't want to be. A lot of people don't want to be wrong ever. Yeah, they don't want to be wrong, and that's sort of even in our society and where people post things mm -hmm. on. Like it's like constantly the hill that people will die on, and it's like this is really it's really not worth it. It's really not. (laughs) I would encourage people to be wrong more. Like it is not. You know, it's kind of fun to learn shit and be wrong sometimes and like evolve. So just I don't know. It just kind of breaks. This there's kind of two flags in this, right? Because there's there's two shades of this. There's they are wrong and can't admit it mm-hmm. and like must be right. And then there's someone whom can't, who may, might be right, but it's not important. So why are they like, why can't they just let it go? Yeah. Right? So there's sort of like two, I find those both to be flags, like not sweating the small stuff. Someone who can't not, too many negatives. Can't not sweat the small stuff. And uh, oh, my brain broke. I'm having a stroke. Um, and someone who, um, so that's one. And the other one then is is someone who who can't admit when they are provably right. Just, I had that with somebody whom, like, he'd insist that in a, someone was a particular actor or actress that was in something else. And that was just like, we can go to IMDb, bitch, and I can show you that you are fucking wrong and you will not let this go. And then show on the IMDb. And then it somehow, somehow, despite having all of the evidence that like, this is this person's picture. This is not that person. Still like, well, I mean, I don't know. It's like, what do you mean you don't know? What don't you know? Like, and it just is infuriating. It is. Yep. Those people are real. That's a really good red flag. That's though. a really good one. We haven't heard that one yet. That's mm-hmm. a very good one. It's, it's something that it's it's one of the random things I've noticed. Like it's a kind of maybe not so big. People don't really think about it. But the way that you're communicating, even in like the beginning, 
Yeah. With mm-hmm. someone, it sets a tone. Yeah. It sets a tone for how the relationship is going to go. So obviously none of those relationships ever worked out. So a red flag for me, uh, because we have you on, who is a fellow musician and creator, I thought it would be interesting to bring this one up. And this kind of came up, we had a discussion with J.R. Price where he was talking about this a bit, but somebody whom um, unenthusiastically reacts to my creative content. Mm-hmm. Now, I do not need a fan. I'm not looking for a fan. I'm looking for someone who respects yeah. what I do. And not everything has to be for them that I do, but they at least have to be like, this is impressive and cool that you do this with your time. Or like, that's really neat. Like, they at least have to be at that level. Yeah. Um, I have dated numerous guys recently whom like, you can tell they feel incredibly awkward if I, because I've come to the point now, because I used to not mention it at all and like wait and then kind of start bringing it up. And I actually took JR's advice from that previous episode and I just talk about it right away. Like, oh yeah, I'm filming a music video this weekend, like blah, blah, blah. Right. The reaction to that sentence, a red flag for me is if someone's like, uh, cute. It's like, yeah, this is going to be, this, I mean, it's just, it's going to be a problem. But it's how great is it to have something that you can kind of like weed out the right. the negatives early on? Like, okay, this isn't going to work. And I know now. Right. And it says to me, I need to have sex with this person immediately because they're not going to be around. Very long. <laughs> Get it done. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> oh, that exactly. means I need to, it's like that, 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 that unenthusiastic response to the fact that I'm filming a podcast this weekend means I need to find an opportunity to douche because we've got to get this done there now. Go out the door. It's about efficiency. <laughs> what if they have un- an unenthusiastic response to the sex, though? What do you do oh. then? Oh, bitch, that ain't never happened. <laughs> <laughs> That's a huge red flag. I changed that my ain't. answer, Regis. That ain't, yeah. that ain't ever happened. That's, you know. <laughs> There's, I don't know. I do not understand the question, and I refuse to respond to it. <laughs> if someone doesn't, if you're not on board with what I do, see, that's a red flag just for anyone in my life. Like, right. I have come really, really far on my own. I have, you know, really, especially over the past couple of years, n- learned to nurture myself and take pride mm-hmm. in what it is I do. So if I tell you I'm a singer... If I tell you I am a radio, whatever, however I introduce myself, there is no undercutting what I do. That is an immediate dismissal. Like you can, you really can hit the door right away because a spite from a check, and I get checks, like I'm sure Jack, you get, you've gotten checks too, like, because the industry ebbs and flows. But don't ever belittle what I what I do or my music or my art or my craft. You can see I I don't hold space for people like that anymore at all. No. I very recently for the first time actually said out loud to someone, I'm an artist. And you know what it is? I had never said that out loud before. That's cool. And I was like, no, I am. And I, I have no shame about this. You know, I used to. here's what I th- this is me therapizing those people that belittle others for their their creative pursuits, right. people who think that it's like a hobby or think that it's they minimize it to something that, you know, well, children play instruments and stuff. And like, it's a thing that kids do. And right. you're now you're an adult trying to play pretend as an adult. Like, that's right. how it feels as an actor. Like, I feel like you're like, oh, you go and you play pretend in front of people. Right. I think those are people who probably at a young age were discouraged from their imagination right. and felt shameful for connecting to something that was creative. 
And Absolutely. yeah, as soon as you're a kid and you like pick up a stick and you're pretending it's a sword and someone says that's not a sword, it's a sword, it's a stick, put it down, like, you know, behave, like be, grow up. You know, when people tell people to grow up yeah. and they lose connection with their creativity or like theatrical right. impulse, that's like a really sad thing to me, actually. And that's kind of indic- like that's an indicator of it. Whenever right. someone belittles art. I think that's absolutely right. Yeah. Um, and don't police my sword fighting. No. Yeah. It's a fucking sword. <laughs> that's a good episode. Title. A lot. I have a lot of sword fights as I still have the same. Well, now I have a lot of different types of sword. Fights. <laughs> good for you. Yeah, I, uh, I, I. I agree with that. I and it, like if in, in today, I think all people should be exercising their imagination. If you're not a performer, if you're not a musician, if you're not an artist, you know, as an adult, you know, get involved in QAnon. Like, do something where you can use <laughs> your imagination. You heard it here first, everyone. All right, JJ, your most recent red flag. Uh, yeah, a red flag in other people is whenever um, someone yells at their dog. I, I mean, I understand there are circumstances where like yelling at your dog because you need to get their attention and they're distracted. And, you know, there's certainly times to yell at a dog because it's it's going to get their attention fast or whatever. But whenever someone yells at a dog for, like, an accident or for, like, being excited or just – just if they're too ready to yell at a dog, I'm – I it's it's just – it goes down the drain for me. The only time I've ever yelled at the only time I ever yell at Max is he gets he gets the treatment that my mom used to give me, which is he just gets his full name. Oh yeah, Maximus, you tried it, Tracy. Oh, I heard that before too. Yeah, you can. Well, if you uh, you know if you use your dog's name whenever you're disciplining them, they can also start to associate their name with discipline, and especially if you're too disciplinary, probably. So it's actually a a, a good dog training thing to have a discipline name that's usually like the longer version of a name, actually. Huh. So that's real. Oh wow! I didn't know. But that. yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I've I've uh, I was recently like really attracted to this guy, super cute, super friendly and nice. And then I saw him behave with a dog, and it just was like he. It's like down south whenever you have a big yard and you can just let a dog run and not really police that they're like. Because in New York it's harder because we're in tiny little boxes and we're you know occupying space with animals sometimes and. Uh, it's like you're trying to make a dog not be a dog at a certain point whenever you're telling them to behave. Like if they're barking too much, it's like dogs bark though. Oh, I know. I was in an elevator once mm-hmm. and this queen was was giving me like huffs and puffs because Max was like barking in the in the elevator and he like looked at me like like you, like I was a bad dog owner or something and I remember cause this is one of my proudest moments because it came to me in the moment. I was like, "Hey, do you know the difference between dogs and people?" Cuz he like we did like a <sighs> Oh, yeah. He I was like, do you know the difference attention. between dogs and people? Dogs can't help being assholes. Oh, God. I like that, too. That felt good. I All like right, that. Freddie, what is uh, a red flag about you? Oh, good grief, Charlie Brown. Um, <laughs> do you want to, do you just want to, hey, let me just, I've gotten a couple of my exes together, actually, to come and tell you. No, I'm kidding. Um <laughs> We're going to dial them in. We're going to dial them in actually right now. No. um, Oh my God. A red flag about me. Wow. I am, uh, I guess a bit, I'm told, uh, see, this is where the learning comes in, right? Like I believe that it's all reflected back into you. Like who. And vamping and vamping and vamping. (laughs) People you're dating will always, will tell you about yourself. I am told that I, I tend to be, I guess, a bit of a flirt. Um, with others, I do appreciate attention. Mm-hmm. We love the fans, darling. We do. <laughs> um, and I think that I could maybe kind of curve that a little bit. 
so I would say that it comes, it, it sort of comes with my lifestyle though and my territory though, but I'm told that my, my flirtatiousness of it yeah. all, you know, can be a, a little bit problematic. I also tend to maybe not be as attentive. I like to get the attention uh-huh. of the situation. Um, I don't know if that's, a, is that, I guess that's a red flag. I don't know. Ask my exes. We'll like take a poll of like, what well, they say. Because to, to me, I'm amazing and I'm perfect. Maybe that's the red flag. <laughs> well, no, it's kind of, I mean, it is, isn't it funny that like self-confidence and self-assuredness is something that can be kind of twisted into like arrogance sometimes. Like I think knowing yourself and kind of ha- having peace for that, I mean, sometimes Sure, maybe there's a line. But from what I was hearing, being flirt, that could just be a quality about yourself that someone else will really, really appreciate. Like, oh, they do so well. They're charismatic. They know how to, like, make a room comfortable. They know how to, like, you know, make an individual feel special. Like, that's a quality that someone can appreciate. Whereas a jealous person might be like, well, it's, it's you know, it, it it's asking for attention. It's too much this. It's too much that or whatever. I don't know. It's just, a, it's a good red flag for yourself. Yeah. Which just means that you have to, you, you, in my view, it means that you are best matched with someone who is extremely secure. Yeah. Um, that anybody with any level of insecurity is going to be triggered by that. Yeah. It has happened a few times for right. sure. It can be a lot in this life and you're backstage and there's nice bodies and booties and other <laughs> things all around and, and, and handsome people like Jack Tracy, who <laughs> is Instagram is all sexy. And is it? it is, it's just so cute. It's, I was looking at, I was stalking you a little early. I was like, yes, like, Mm-hmm. Good for you. Like, <laughs> so it can be, it can be a lot for someone who's really kind of, who's not in this, in this industry and in this world. I'm going to have to be careful in Freddie's dressing room. Ooh. Oh, please. Yes. Well, don't be <laughs> careful. I mean, things so, happen. A, a, red, a red flag about me is the fact that um, I host a podcast where I regularly talk about the people I'm currently dating, yeah. uh, the sex I'm currently having. And there are numerous people who are listening right now who are like, I have been inside or will be inside of Jack Tracy within a seven day radius of hearing this. <laughs> so, and he has talked about me or he's going to talk about me. And I am. Now I was given alias. But yes, mm-hmm. I that is something that... You have to trust that unless you are wild and do something uh, completely out of pocket, I, you know, I will always leave an alias and and not, you know, not identify you in any way. But I am someone who puts his life and everything out there. And that, again, it has to come with someone who's very secure, who's who knows that my business is going to be out there. And if you're in my business part of your business is going to be out there too. I won't point to you and I won't name no you. No doxing. Um, yeah, unless, well. Well. Unless. Well. Uh, <laughs> unless you do something that's absolutely fucking crazy and I want to uh, bring down the full sense of shame onto you. Um, so buyers, but yeah. buyers beware. Buyer, well, just, you gotta know. Yeah. Well, it's just, it, it should be a good, in, it should be a good warning to like, hmm, I can't be shitty to this person. Yeah, why not? They will put me on blast. 
has anyone ever pulled receipts on you? Be like, hey, I heard your show. You were obviously talking about me when I was inside of you two weeks ago. Like, has anyone ever like done that to you? Yes, but most, both of us, but most of the people who have done it, it's been, they've been excited because I've talked well about like a fun, sexy experience or something. And they've been like, oh, that's really cool. Uh, I did have somebody who I was dating be like, I don't know if I need to hear about all the sex you're having when we're not having, when we're not on a date. (laughs) And I was like, well, we're not monogamous. So, I mean, we both have to assume that that is happening. Right. But no, you probably shouldn't listen. No, yeah, exactly. Like that's, you know, it's okay to not want that information. And um, yeah, no, it's totally okay to not want that information. But like, I'm not going to like, well, I'm dating someone. So I can't talk about, you know, this that I did and this that I did. No, you you should not listen. Yep. Uh, JJ. Okay, mine, um, I kind of, it's sort of an echo-ish of, I think, something that I've mentioned before. Just how generally I'm non-confrontational, but I, it's it's an echo of that or ripple. I experience anger in a way that I shut down, and then I have to come back and converse after the anger has subsided and I've had clear thoughts, which sounds good, but it has definitely come off as being blasé whenever, like, the, the heat is on. Like, I've been mm. in moments where there's, like, you know... An argument needed to happen. There needed to be kind of like a, you know, a, it was impassioned just by the subject matter, but it was like, we need to have a conversation. And if it's an angry situation for me, I don't know how to like express myself whenever I'm upset. And so I'll just like, you know, like, I'm going to talk to you about this later. I'm not like in a place to do it. And I think that I've also just come off like whenever there's like a stressful, I don't know, this is like not a, a big it's just frustrating whenever you're like you're in the car and there's like bad traffic or like you know those kind of moments where someone's freaking out. I'm not, and it, I come off as blasé or like kind of like uncaring. I think, but um, what it is is that I I don't think anger expresses itself immediately for me. Like it comes out in in quiet like te- like long durational waits until until I'm ready to articulate myself. Whereas I use have to use your exact same tactic, but for a different response, which is that my defenses are so ready to go to 15 Mm. that if I have any sense of like, I need this to end in a way that doesn't, you know, blow up everything. Like you need to get away from me and I need to like process this because if we do this now, I will change the way that you think about yourself forever with how, (laughs) with what I have loaded into my guns. So, don't try me mm. because I am going to like I grew up in a family that was incredibly cruel so you had to learn not my immediate family but my the outside of my family so I had to learn very early how to give it fucking back so it's yeah so I'm just like primed and ready yeah I guess so I, don't have, like, I need if I if it's someone that I care about but I'm angry about them it's like I will come back after I get this out in the shower or something. Right. Like, yeah. I do not, if you make me do this now, I can't help what I'm going to say. Yeah. Yeah. I've been there for sure. Yeah. Now all I can think about is Jack Tracy in the shower. <laughs> now check out my next music video. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, Freddie, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, you can check out Redefine Radio every Friday night on Twitch at twitch.tv slash bboxradio718. We'll put the link in the bio here. Um, with replays every Monday on mixcloud.com slash freddy-cosmo. We will also put that uh, in the notes of the episode. Freddie, where can we find you on social media? You can find me on the Instagrams, Instagram crackers as I call it. I am unblocked 
and blessed in these streets. They blocked me for like, <laughs> listen, they blocked me for like 18 months for posting, like the entire panorama I was black, couldn't post. So I'm content dumping. It's going to be a lot of stuff in my stories every single day. That's at Freddie Cosmo. That's Freddie with an I-E, not a Y, F-R-E-D-D-I-E, Cosmo, like the drink. And you can check out my music on the Spotify's and the Apple Music's and the SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash Freddie-Cosmo as well. Get excited. We are going to get excited, and I'm going to get excited to take a little break before we leave you with love and light or pick a fight. Thank you, Freddie. Thanks, guys. That was a fun one. You're a delight. You are. So today is a, is a knockdown, dragout, double fight. We're picking fights. We're both picking fights today. Yep. Um, JJ, yours... I love yours because I can't like this. This is it's a sitcom. It's a not a sitcom moment. It's a television mm-hmm. character moment. JJ, what are you picking a fight with? So today, on my way here to record, uh, first of all, I was also getting a, a late start. I went out last night, so I was moving a little slow this morning. You? Oh, surprise! I uh, also couldn't find my wallet. Very you. Unsurpri- <laughs> unsurprising that's not what i'm picking a fight with it's that i was on my way to the train pulled out my phone to look at it or change the song i believe and as like it's it was perfect timing i lifted my phone in my hand and bird shit went straight in the middle so i'm picking a fight with goddamn birds all of them i just love i just like the moment of you like going to change music and be like "Hmm, i want to listen to All right, well, no. <laughs> yes, exactly. I took my headphones off. I ran into the nearest bodega to like, I was like, do you have an alcohol wipe? Like, oh I was my just, God. I don't know. Bird I was shit in your hand. And uh, on my phone that I put to my face to talk to people. I was so disrespected. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. That's really funny. It's good now. You should, I mean, that's a, you should, that's a moment to write and, and put in a it's thing. It's almost so perfect timing that it's almost bad writing. Like, right. just, it's like, it has to be that person's worst day ever. Everything's terrible. They're, you know, on their way home from breaking up or something. And then a bird shits on their phone. Like, it's just the, it's an, it's a cherry on top kind of moment. So I'm also picking a fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am picking a fight with. And I'll have to explain this. No. The word and the concept of cuddles. Cuddles. C-U-D-D-L-E-S. Yes. Okay. Why? If you are over the age of 12 and are not talking about a baby or an animal, don't say the word cuddles. Oh, putting the S on the end of it makes a distinction, right? Or cuddle. You don't want to cuddle? Cuddle or no. What? That is, to me, that is a word that lives in the same universe as wiener, pee-pee, and hoo-ha. <laughs> what? Like, when you say to me, do you want to cuddle? It sounds to me like you're saying, do you want to Do you want to play with my wiener? Oh, my God. Do you want to touch my wee-wee? It's a child word. It's a, like, there are, there are other words. Mm-hmm. If you're an adult, like, it is an immediate turnoff to me. That word just makes me cringe. Got like, it. Ugh, what is no. The, what are the other words? Do you want to... I don't even... Do you, uh, Lie I down. Don't, what, don't ask. Because here's, here's the other thing. The concept. Uh. I have one rule. No, I have a million rules. But I have one rule about this. Mm-hmm. No, I probably have more than one. 
the rule I'm going to mention for the purposes of this rant is don't touch me unless you're inside me. Really? Okay. I do not like to be touched. I see. I do not like to be touched. I do not like when, especially if I don't know you very well, Mm -hmm. the over-familiar person at the bar who's like puts his arm around you or her arm around you or like girls who want to like reverse the gay dynamic and like grab your butt or like (laughs) tweak your nipples or or like, you know, like don't, if I do not know you, Mm -hmm. do not put your hands on me. Mm-hmm. And if I know you, unless we have some sort of consent where, like, I'm coming in for a hug or a handshake, it's like, like, you don't need to be touching me. Okay. Like, I do not, I get, and I, I think it's, I was talking to someone recently who I was having sex with, a consensual touching, um, uh, that I think it's because I am so, it's tied to the fact that I am so sensitive physically. Like, I, when people are like, are, you know, you know, some people whose, like, nipples don't do anything? And I'm like, my nipples do everything. Oh, wow. Like, jealous. Like, you touch them, and I'm to the fucking moon. Nice. You touch my skin. You touch my neck. You breathe on me, and I'm, like, on fire. Hmm. I am... Wa- every part of my body is wired, and so I am very easily overly physically stimulated. On runs, I have to tape my nipples because if they rub against my shirt, it will drive me fucking nuts. Wow. I am so, so to me, to have someone who's just constantly hanging all over me, it's like touching the head of your cock the immediate moment after you come. Okay. It's like, it's too much, it's too much, too much, too much. I see, I see. I feel physically too much. Gotcha. And I think it's got to be genetic because my mom used to say all the time when the kid, when me or my sister would like hang on her, she'd be like, can you please love me from over there? Oh, Okay. She didn't like that either. Yeah. So I, it's got to be in the family something, but I just don't like. And so the idea, to circle it back to cuddles, the idea of just laying and touching each other. Oh, I love it. Girl, I got shit to do. No. Like, this is not an activity. This is the activity. This is... <laughs> This is not an activity. <laughs> it so this is. is. This is idle. Like, there are a million things we're doing. If if the touching is not leading to or leading out of sex, which is the activity, mm-hmm. what are we doing? Oh, my God. What are we doing? Cuddles. No. <laughs> no I do not like the word. Okay, I, I thought... I want to do it's it. It's funny because I thought you were picking a bone with cuddles, like the kind of more infantilizing of it with an S on the end. And no, it's the whole shebang. It's also tied to if I'm upset or about something, which I usually am... I don't need a hug. Oh, really? Wow. Like, oh, you need a hug. I'm sorry. Is a hug going to um, um, to to extinguish the the fire that's happening over here? Kind of. Is no, no. <laughs> the actual fire that my lights are on fire and it's smoking. And why does this always happen to me when I film a music video? Yeah. The the is it going to fix the fact that the car broke down? Is it going to fix the fact that I can't get someone I need to email me back and this opportunity is falling through the cracks? No. It's not going to do anything, and it's not going to make me feel better, because what's going to make me feel better uh-huh. is if the thing that's the problem yeah. stops. Got it. And the hugging me feels patronizing. Like a new problem? And and just very pat. Just very, like... Okay. Like, I had my ex-boyfriend was very, you need, like, let me, come here, come here, let me give you a hug. It's like, don't touch me. Yeah. No. If you want to help, I can give you a list of practical things that you could do to help me get out of this fucking mess. Oh, yeah, I felt but that before, But touching too. me is not going to do that. Right. Like, sometimes, there, whenever there's nothing a person can do, I appreciate a hug. But whenever there is stuff a person can do, it's like, all right, let's get to that later. 
Yeah. Uh, anyway, so obviously I'm still single. <laughs> um, uh, thank you for joining us this week for uh, Dying Alone Together. Uh, if you would like to be featured on Dying Alone Together, you can always uh, interact with us on Instagram at, at Dying Alone Podcast. If you want to hear more from us, make sure you hit subscribe wherever you're listening to us, whatever podcast app you're on, hit that subscribe button. Also, do me a favor, and after you hit that, hit that five-star rating, thumbs up, whatever it is on the app. It really helps us uh, reach more people and grow. You can also drop a comment. That helps too. Any amount of engagement interaction, we'd really appreciate that. You can also follow me at at Jack Tracy Official. And me at JJ Bozeman. Dying Alone Together is brought to you by Necessary Outlet Productions. You can find more from Necessary Outlet at www.necessaryoutlet.com or on the YouTube page Necessary Outlet. Do not forget to like and subscribe. Mwah.